AM 570 KLAC, 98.7 KYSR, HD2. Los Angeles. Available anywhere using the iHeartRadio app. AM 570. An LA sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Pete. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney, Rodney Pete. It's available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. Now we continue on. Fred Rogan and Rodney Pete on AM570 LA Sports. Later on this hour, Rodney, the conversation I had with Trey Turner. Just really a, a very pleasant guy. Loves playing the game. Really, I'll, I'll give you a little preview. Yeah. Uh, he thought playing in D.C., he said, that was playing in a big market. He, he had thought no, it was? Yeah, he thought it was. He had no idea what it would be like to play here and what this means, playing on the Dodgers yeah. in Los Angeles. He said, when you travel around the country, it's something special if you're on the Dodgers. He has never seen the size of crowds in opposing stadiums that he has since he's been on the Dodgers. Yeah, that makes sense. Makes sense. They fill up wherever they go because there's Dodger fans everywhere. And and a lot of times, yeah, the Dodgers drowned out the home crowd. Yeah. So that's coming up. We'll do that at about 1.30. Now let's welcome on a man who we're really going to let have it. And I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it more than anything I'll do today. <laughs> no, no sucker punch, Fred. You know, you're not supposed to let the guy know you're going to let him have it before you let him have it. I'm going to let him. You know what? In the mouth? Uh, you're going to get <laughs> you're it. Them prepare. Rob Parker is on the show. Hello, Rob. Hey, hey, what's going on? How you guys doing? Fred is jumping on me already. Is the season over? Did the Dodgers win yes. the division? Is yes. it over? It is, it is for that little team down south that you picked to win the West. Yeah, it is over. Yeah, I'm trying to get World Series I didn't know there would be so many injuries. I, I didn't know, but I took the Dodgers credit. Well, Dodgers have had injuries too, Rob. I agree. But they went out and they added some great players, and I'll give the Dodgers credit. I'm here to eat crow today. I'm having crow, french fries, corn, <laughs> mac and cheese. I'll eat it all. There's no problem. Going to be a little binding, Rob. Maybe you ought to cut something out of that diet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're, you're right about Hey, the 15 pounds I added for my road trip vacation, man, I, I definitely need to work off now. I know they had some other guys, Rob, but you you really think even if a healthy Tatis all season long would have made a difference in their in their quest to win the West? Oh yeah, I mean he was hurt three times. Uh, they had pitching injuries. I mean they've had a lot of injuries, and I'm not gonna, uh, you know, it's a part of the game. The Dodgers had a lot of injuries as well. And remember, the the the, the division is not over. Okay, the Dodgers have stormed back. They're up right now. There's still a month to go. Just be careful. Don't celebrate yet. That's all I'm saying. Be no, careful. Nobody's celebrating, Rob. Stop it. I'm stop, talking about stop the Giants. It. You stop it right now. Nobody's <laughs> celebrating. The team that the team that celebrated is the one that's 13, 14 games back right now. That's the team that started celebrating in June. So let's get that straight. I'll give the Giants credit because they've been going about their business like the Dodgers go about their business all season long. You didn't hear a whole lot of rumblings, a lot of cockiness coming out of the Giants camp, and you didn't hear it from the Dodgers. They were going to get healthy, and they are going to make a run. Everybody at the Dodger level kept saying. And then down there in San Diego, this, this is our year. They even created a whole new California love 
remake down there in San Diego that we had to <laughs> had to go play a couple times and remind them where they were. It's a it's a full season. And so to jump up and down, that's not the Dodger way. That's San Diego's way, Rob Parker. No, I, I'll give you that. There's a, there's a big difference. And, uh, you know, Fred was just talking about Turner, talking about playing for the Dodgers. There's a handful of franchises that rate, you know, on that level. The Dodgers, the Yankees, the Cardinals, you know, teams like that, organizations like that, who have uh, storied histories and great fan bases and, and whatnot. And everybody's not in that boat. And San Diego, obviously, is not in that boat. But I still like that team. And, you know, they were ravaged by injuries, their star player, and it hurt them. I mean, there's no doubt about it. It doesn't mean that uh, they still might not make the playoffs and they still might get healthy and there could be a, a showdown at some point. What if the Dodgers don't win the division and it's the Padres and Dodgers for one game? Wouldn't that be scary or you think it's not scary? I'm taking oh, Max no, Scherzer. I'm taking Max Scherzer. It's scary. Game. Any one-game situation is scary. I, I agree. That's all I'm saying is that it could – it's it's a it's a scary proposition. So you, you're now you count. The, you're not I even thinking Dodgers about Cincinnati credit. right there, are you? You already got them playing in the one game playoff. That's what got I'm them in trouble. Saying, with I'm not, Cincinnati's <laughs> struggling as well. They just <laughs> lost four in a row. Uh, they look like they were going to be in, in in the driver's seat. And I know the Padres have a tougher schedule uh, than Cincinnati down the stretch, and they're going to have to play the Dodgers and Giants. So, you know, we'll see what happens. If the Dodgers and Giants bury them, then they won't be in the playoffs. But if they get better and healthier and play better, who knows what can happen. But the Dodgers, I'm going to give credit today. And I'm going to say I was, I was, I was, I was wrong, but uh, <laughs> the season ain't over. Uh, I'll give the Giants some credit, the, the hated ones, because they have had a very good year. And you kept expecting them, at least I did, to collapse. I'm not saying they're collapsing. But they're hitting that rough patch at exactly the right time for the Dodgers. No, you're right. And I think people thought it would, would be sooner, Fred. They thought that they weren't really – it was smoke and mirrors. Yep. But they had good pitching. They played well. I mean, we're, they were the first team to 70 win, can, right? Can we, yep. can we give them that? They were the first team to 70. Oh, yeah. they, they, didn't, they earned it. And now, no fluke. as you said, no, no, it wasn't a fluke because that, that's a long period of time that they had to uh, play well, and they did. But the Dodgers just kept, despite all the injuries and all the other stuff, I give them credit. They made some moves. They made two big moves at the trade deadline, and they've paid off. And they're in position now. I mean, roster-wise, I don't think anybody can argue that the Dodgers are the team to beat. So they have to win the World Series. I think that that World Series a bust for the Dodgers. That's how good they are. Yeah, yeah, and then what's what's going to be even more interesting, you talked about the one-game playoff, which it could be, you know, San Diego versus the Giants or versus the, the Dodgers. Uh, whoever wins this division is going to end up playing one of those teams too. So they can end up playing each other in another series where the Dodgers play the Giants or the Dodgers play the Padres, depending on who wins that, that playoff, that playoff yeah. series. And that would really, in essence, be the the uh, the winner of the National League because that the two best teams will be playing each other in the first round, not in the NLCS. Right, no doubt about it. That would be the big uh, matchup because the other teams just aren't, except for Milwaukee. I got to give Milwaukee's another team that I know we don't talk about, and and the Dodgers beat them in the playoffs before, but. 
they got a ten and a half game lead in the Central, and they have really good pitching. I know nobody's talked about Milwaukee all year. You yeah. know, it's the Mets and the mess that they've had, and their collapse, and 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 how the Braves were able to take over the division without their best player. It's 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 all over the place in the National League. A lot of injuries this year have factored in, but. You know, ultimately, it looks like it'll wind up being some of the teams that we always expect. Same thing uh, in the American League. The Yankees were dead and buried, right? Yeah. We, I thought they were done. I thought I thought they were going to sell off players at the trade deadline. Yeah. They don't. Aaron Boone went thirteen be fired. in a row, and right. Yeah. No, absolutely. You, you know, you mentioned Aaron Boone. His dad, Bob Boone, was the president of the Nationals, and he just he, he's in his seventies, I think seventy. Three. 73. Yeah. 73, yep. He stepped down today because he said, I'm not getting vaccinated. I'm stepping down. If I have to be vaccinated to work here, I'm not doing it. I, the president of the team stepped down? Did that surprise you? Big time. I wrote a column for deadspin.com about it. And here's another guy, principal over science and safety. And I don't get it. I, I really don't. Like, maybe you could have made a case earlier before it was approved by the FDA, if you wanted to use that. You know, I'm just saying, you could use that. Hey, it's experimental. I don't know what's going on, but the FDA has approved it now, and now companies have the right to say, we want to keep our work environment safe for everybody because it's not just about you. It's not. It's about other people who are around you and work. You know this, uh, yeah. guys, and I, I, I don't understand it. I mean, people can say whatever they want. Oh, I don't know what's in the vaccine. Most of the stuff we put in our bodies, we don't know, you what's, don't know in. what's in. I mean, you don't know what's in. Am Half I right? Do we know? People, we have no same idea. People, same people say, I don't know what it is, are eating food that they don't even read the label on. And, and the same Thank people you. are walking outside, breathing the air that they don't know what's in it. Uh, it it's, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. And here's the other thing. I, I'm, I'm looking up, and I'm at the game last night, and they have a big campaign at Dodger Stadium. You get vaccinated. They got the mobile vaccine trucks and everything there. And we're talking about multi-billion dollar businesses whose business is built on multi-million dollar players in which they're uh, telling people that it's okay for our players. It's safe enough for the people we pay $300 million to. We're telling them to go get vaccinated because we believe it's safe. And yet somebody hears from somebody on the Internet. I heard a story from a story from a sister right. from a cousin that it's not safe. There's a chip in it and all those things. And they won't get vaccinated. But it's, you know, you can decide that way, like like Bob Boone, and and walk away. But that's the norm coming. I mean, you saw what's happening in the NBA, too. And you can't hide from it, Rodney. There's going to be no place to hide because you won't be able to get food. You won't be able to travel on an airplane. I mean, this is really like we're reaching that point where once the companies decide that they're not going to you know, play around anymore, and 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 they put that in a place all over. People won't have a choice, or they'll have to be independently wealthy and grow their own food because that's going to be the only way. You know what I mean? That they're going to be able to survive, and I don't know how realistic that is. And it's pretty selfish. Just it just is. That's how I feel. Well, tale of two coaches: Urban Meyer, Bill Belichick. Uh, Urban Meyer was asked a question. Basically, he said, "Yeah, I'd cut a guy that didn't get vaccinated." Bill Belichick got rid of Cam Newton. He was asked about it. He didn't it. say that, Fred. See how you do that? You spin that? Oh, he said it, it was 
it's in the consideration. He right. said he cut a guy because he didn't get vaccinated. You know, if, let me put it like this. If it's 50-50, the guy that didn't get the vaccination is gone. The one behind it? Rob, what are you doing? What are you at the drive-thru? What are you doing? No, no, is, no. Is I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, picking up, I'm picking up my car at the dealership. I apologize. So, um, But, no, uh, no. The, 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 the two sides that you're talking about, and I, and I get it. I know what Urban Meyer was saying, and I know that the Jaguars came back to kind of clean it up, you know what I mean, saying nobody got cut because of it. But they were saying basically if you can, you know, you put all the stuff into consideration that there could be a situation, Rodney, and you know this, like if all things are equal, not that you're going to pick a scrub over a better player, right? But if yeah. all things are equal, you're going to take a look at it. I don't think Cam Newton will get a look from anybody unless he's vaccinated. That's why it was always, it's so easy to release him. Right, I mean, and you can't hide it. This, this is uh, it's not in anybody's business. That doesn't fly anymore because there's quarantine levels if you're vaccinated or you're not vaccinated. A la what he had to go through. A la Carson Wentz now, and in in uh, Indianapolis, those guys. So it's going to get out whether you're vaccinated or not. And again, all things being equal, it's like, wait a minute, I got I got fifty other guys I got to worry about now. If one of them is is in close contact, he's got to be out six to ten days, right? Which could cost you a game, yeah. and cost you a game, cost you money, all kinds of situations. And I just think people aren't going to tolerate it anymore. They're going to, uh, you know, demand that people in this environment. If you want to do that, if you want to take the year off, Rodney and and Fred, and and decide you're going to wait this out and wait for five years for it to clear, then that might be what you have to do in order to get there. Rob Parker with us, Fred Rogan and Rodney Pete on AM570, LA Sports. Uh, all right, so the Lakers have signed Rajon Rondo. Uh, Anthony Davis believes that that would be a good fit because of Dennis Schroeder, uh, there wasn't a lot of spacing, and Schroeder couldn't get him the ball when he was open. He believes Rondo's more of a pass-first guy and can get him the ball when he's open. Was signing Rajon Rondo important for the Lakers? How much of a difference will he make? It was so it was so important that they didn't sign him after he helped them win a championship. Come on, what 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 uh, what are they talking about? They didn't want him last year, so now they got him. They just wanted their average age to go up. That's why they signed Rondo, so that they could get a, the early bird special when the team is on the road. I mean, come on, how many old cats are you going to sign and think you're going to win? I think it's ridiculous, to be honest. I like it. It's going ridiculous. back to the old rec league, Rob. You know, <laughs> the knee pads and the Who's goggles. Who's around? The guys you hey, walk what in are you doing this afternoon? Rod, you go and go. Are you available? Are you What you doing this afternoon? Can you play? <laughs> you free right now? Come on, get on the team. I got uh, a jersey for you. Here's the thing. I, I, I Listen, I, I defend the move. They realize how much they missed him. That's why they brought him back. And, and, and also, when... You know, Westbrook is off the court, off the floor. LeBron's off the floor. They got somebody to keep everything together so it doesn't unravel when those guys are off the court like it did last year when LeBron or AD were off the court. They couldn't find anybody to get things going. And so I think it's a good signing. He's not going to play a whole lot of minutes, but there will be factors. There will be moments late in the season and in the playoffs that he's going to come up big, I believe, just like he did when they won it all, Rob Parker. So, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not buying that, and I'm, oh, I'm going to say this, then. Then, then they made a lot of mistakes then. If you want to say uh, the front office is doing a great job because all they've done 
is bring back everybody they got rid of. So obviously they didn't know how to evaluate when you got to bring Dwight Howard back and, and Rondo. What, what, why did they get exited out of here if these guys now you're bringing them back and saying, oh, yeah, this is what we needed? Obviously the talent evaluation was awful up, upstairs with Rob Palenka to bring back people who you already had under contract. I, I don't understand it. Uh, Rob Parker with us, Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete, AM570, LA Sports. As we get ready to kick the NFL season, Rob, and uh, fans will be at SoFi this year. A lot of people think the Chargers will have a pretty good season. Rams have gone all in. Uh, where do the Rams have to end up for it to be a successful season? Do they have to win the Super Bowl, get to the NFC title game, make the playoffs? Which one? I, I think it's pretty clear. They got to win a Super Bowl. That's why they went. Remember, this they year? traded all these this draft year? picks. Yes. Or it, it, so during you don't give, the you don't give Stafford, Stafford a, a year under his belt here first before during they go the to win the Super Bowl? During the Matthew Stafford era. That's, okay, that's fair, Rodney. During his tenure with the Rams, they got to win a Super Bowl. That's why they got him. Otherwise, it's going to be a, a major bust because of what they gave up for him, and he's supposedly the missing piece. So, yes, the stakes are high. It's not about just making the playoffs. They've made the playoffs. They already went to the Super Bowl already. So it is about that. And, and the next two or three years with Matthew Stafford, it's about winning a Super Bowl, not going to a Super Bowl, but actually winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, and then, okay, on the flip side, uh, the Chargers. Uh, they're a good football team, kind of still, as Fred mentioned, starting start to get a little foothold here in, in L.A., but they have kind of flown under the radar with a second-year quarterback with a full year of experience under his belt. I think it's going to be a little bit of a different year because he's not going to sneak up on anybody, but he's got great ability, and they are a good defensive team. What do you think on, on the Chargers? I know they're in a tough division, but the Chargers could sneak up on some people this year and be very, very good and surprising. Yeah, I mean, I know they had a lot of close losses and whatnot, and, you know, in the NFL, every game is decided by five or six points for the most part. So that doesn't always tell you where they are, but you're right, Rodney. And, Fred, you know this. You know, they have tape on, on him, and they're going to make him do some different things and different looks that he hasn't seen. And that's really when you develop into that great player is yeah. when you're able to make those adjustments, you know, after they already know what you're about. And I still think that we don't know, you know, with a new coach and, and, and uh, getting used to it, I don't expect anything big from the Chargers not this year, maybe maybe 500, you know, like something like that. But uh, they're in too tough of a division, and there's a lot of other factors uh, uh, going with that, especially with a first-year coach. All right, Rob, well, we appreciate you jumping on. Now, what was wrong with your car? <laughs> no, I just was you getting an oil Ferrari. change. He's at and... the dealership getting that new Ferrari, Fred. What are you talking about? No, I don't That new Bugatti. <laughs> yeah. Rob's not afraid to spend money on things Rob likes. Yes. You know it, Fred. That's true because I saved money on everything else. You just got back from vacation, so uh, did you wear 12 different uh, outfits on the plane so you didn't have to pack a suitcase? If I showed you the bag that I came back with, I no lie. Someone said to me, you've been on vacation for 12 days, and that's your suitcase? That's what they said to me because I left clothes all over the country. Did you leave? Did you? As you, you left, wait, past, wait, you left clothes yeah, all over the country? He leaves his underwear. No, but the underwear I toss in the garbage. I don't right. leave that. But, but what I do like is I'll leave my, my golf shirts and my pants. Yep, and I'll say, I'll write a note to the maid that says, 
uh, donate, keep or donate, and I'll sign my name. Thank you. So they can either keep the clothes or they could donate them to somebody else. So, so I'm taking, I'm, I'm taking. I guess you 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 went on this vacation solo by yourself with some, you yes. know, not a significant no. other. No, if I had a significant other, yeah. she would never go for that. Yeah. That's why I'm divorced no, you bring now. You bringing clothes that. that you can give away and right. throw away. So, yeah, <laughs> she's not, she not going for that. No, that <laughs> wouldn't happen. You already know it because <laughs> oh, it would kill me to go on vacation, you know, with the significant other because she would have three suitcases that I'd have to pay for. So we would have a problem right there at the airport. Rob, doesn't it cost you more money? To buy new clothes rather than just pay to check a bag? No. I'm telling you, Fred, it doesn't. He's right the numbers. It's an analytic world, Fred. Fred, I took like six flights, a course of ten cities or whatever. You start adding up every time you check that bag, $60 or every every spot, I've paid $600 for bags. $600 extra. Think about it. But given the... The amount of clothing that you left behind, what does it cost to replace it? No, um, I, I I will write those off as uh, tax deductions because I donated the clothes to uh, others. Oh, my God. No, you don't. No, you don't. You have not you have not taken it to that level yet. That you leave your you throw your underwear out and you leave your old clothes and then you write them off as a tax deduction. <laughs> oh my god, Rob. Oh, you're selling you are, stuff out of your own of closet. Jesus, Rob. Some, what a, I'm, some, I'm helping I'm helping are, the needy. These jeans are from 1983. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Please give them away. Didn't you say you went to Ross one day and spent six bucks on a pair of white jeans? A pair of white jeans, and it does, those same jeans at Macy's were $65. The same exact ones. I paid $6 for them. I wore them to Atlanta. I wore them out with a nice outfit, a shirt, and everything, and I left those, those jeans in Atlanta. I wore them one time, $6. That's it. Well, okay, Rob. <laughs> Come on, I'm brilliant. You know I am. Yeah. Well, you know, some may call you brilliant. Some may have another word for it, but nonetheless. Um, it was great having you on as always, and uh, we will talk again soon. Always, guys. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Just throws his underwear out. Unbelievable. Leaves his clothes behind. Unbelievable. I've never met anybody like that. That's what. That, that's why he's Rob Park. Yeah. Okay, I talked to Trey Turner uh, for an extended period of time, and we're going to let you hear that next. Oh. Yes, Ronnie. Coming with it today, Ronnie. On the wheels of steel. Rodney Pete, Fred Rogan on a throwback Thursday. Yes. Let's go, Freddie. Let's do it. Uh, Giants are playing in San Francisco. Oh, no, they're playing in Milwaukee. No, they're in San Francisco against San Francisco. the Brewers. Yeah, they're in San Francisco. That game is now in the top of the fourth inning. San Francisco leading one to nothing. So the game is underway, and the Giants are leading there one nothing. Uh, however that plays out today, that'll give us a great indication of what it's going to be like when the Dodgers get up to take on the Giants tomorrow. And, of course, you will hear that game right here 
on the radio station, AM570 LA Sports, as you hear every Dodger game. So, uh, last night for Going Rogan, I taped an interview with one of the new Dodgers, Trey Turner. Now, I was really excited when the Dodgers got Trey, and I told you that, Rodney. Yep. Uh, Max Scherzer was one thing, getting Trey Turner as well. I mean, you're getting one of the best pitchers in the history of the game, and you're getting an all-star shortstop. So that was a pretty big deal. And I, I said, uh, we had Max Scherzer on the radio show, and that he told us he found out about the trade when he was on a bus traveling back from Philadelphia. And I asked Trey how he found out about the trade. Um, I don't know if there's a specific day. You know, I was in COVID protocol when it was happening, so I wasn't with the team or with Max, but... Um, you know, you're checking Twitter and checking social media just to see your name and see where, you know, the landing spots might be or if it's even going to happen. And, you know, for that week, I, you know, I just went back and forth in my own head whether I was going to get traded or not just in general. But, um, you know, I don't necessarily remember a specific time because I just try to focus on the day, focus on what's in front of me and, you know, um, just try to be positive and, and happy where I'm at. And, and um, you know, if it happened, it happened. If it didn't, it didn't. But just try to enjoy the day and, um, go with flow. Uh, what have you found the difference to be between playing in D.C. and playing in L.A. so far? Um, it's just different. Um, you know, it's it's a. I thought you know D.C. was a pretty big market, um, but over here it's you know it's crazy. It's the you know the reach, the amount of fans, um, the amount of fans on the road. Um, it seems like everywhere we go, we, you know, we have an unbelievable section on the road that's, you know, cheering us on and being loud. So um, just market size and, uh, um, you know, how many fans there are representing, you know, this great organization. Um, you know, we've done a lot of winning in the last decade and we hope to, you know, keep winning for a long time. So, you know, that's something fans can get behind is, you know, the team that's trying to compete each and every year and has, you know, exciting players that are uh, competing at a high level. How have you liked it so far? Love it. Um, like I said before, I don't hate winning, and we've done a lot of winning since, you know, since I've been here. And um, you know, it's fun playing with these guys. I've you know admired them from afar over the years. Um, obviously, you know, I'm a baseball fan in general, and um, we got a lot of good players over here that can compete and are consistent. And uh, you know, that's what I want to be a part of. And uh, you know, I'm just glad to be here and fit in, fit in where I can, and um, get to know everybody and and kind of start the you know start the process. You know, a little fresh. Fresh new home with new organization, new new friends, new teammates, and uh, it's been fun. It's been exciting, and uh, it's been a little bit of change, but it's been good. Well, you know, change with the Dodgers. When you play for the Dodgers, even though you're a shortstop by trade, you know, one day you might be in center field. The next day you might be at second base. What has it been like for you playing second base? It's been different. You know, I haven't played shortstop. A lot of people think I play all these positions. I've, I've only played shortstop for the last you know six years or so. So I haven't played second base in a long time. And uh, when I played second base, you know, I didn't play very many games there. So, you know, it's been a learning curve. I definitely um, have some work to do each and every day. And I try to take it seriously and, and improve. You know, I know I'm not going to be perfect. Um, you know, it's not easy just switching positions in the middle of the season. But, um, you know, it's something that um, I try to embrace and try to work at each and every day. And uh, hopefully I can, you know, provide value over there and um, continue to get better. Because, you know, it's, it's, it's different. It feels... I, I say it's, I feel like I'm playing left-handed sometimes. Everything feels a little backwards, but, um, you know, it's been fun and, and it's been a challenge. You know, in sports, in life, really, there's two things you can never teach. You can never teach somebody how to be tall, and you can never teach somebody how to be fast. You are or you're not. Have you always been this fast? 
yes, yes and no. So when I was a kid, I was pretty quick. Um, but you know, I was a late bloomer. So in high school, early in high school, um, you know, there's a lot of people that were a lot stronger and faster and bigger than me just in general. So, um, you know, until I kind of caught up and height and weight and uh, just kind of had my growth spurt, I was, I was behind the curve. And then, you know, throughout high school, I had to work on, uh, work on things and that included running that included, you know, form and, um, worked hard at it. So I kind of gained it back pretty quick and then, uh, I've been fast, you know, for, I guess the majority of my life, but at times I've had to work on it. It's not, it's not, uh, you know, totally God given. I think it, it uh, most of it is, but, um, I've definitely worked out in my life to try to be uh, efficient and, um, productive. Did you ever run track? Uh, I ran track in eighth grade, but believe it or not, practicing track is not fun. Like going, <laughs> going to practice every day and, and having to run isn't, isn't the most fun. Um, you know, I know it's something in baseball, it's something I have to do just to, you know, be, uh, be healthy and be good out there. But, um, uh, I don't necessarily enjoy practicing running. <laughs> you know, um, you add such a different dimension to any lineup you're in, and certainly the Dodgers have felt that because of your speed and your ability to steal bases. And really, in today's baseball trade, base stealing is a lost art. Why is that? They've made it very difficult. Um, you know, I think, you know, with analytics and everything in general, you know, um, I guess teams can now kind of see what they're giving up. Um, when they give up a stolen base, how valuable it is, um, what they need to do to prepare f to kind of counteract that. Uh, I feel like, you know, catchers have gotten so much better. Their arms have gotten so much better. Um, pitchers slide step more often now. And, um, and on top of all that, you got replay now, which makes it even harder. So, um, you know, the, I think uh, just by the evolution of the game and where the game's gone, it's, they've made it a little bit harder. Um, but it is what it is. And, you know, that's why... You know, sometimes I think I could steal more bases, but you kind of got to be perfect now, and it's it's hard to be perfect each and every time. So, uh, you know, you take your shots, and you try to impact the game when you can, and um, if they're doing a good job uh, kind of counteracting that and holding you on, then you tip the cap. All right, I got to ask you about this. I have to. That slide. But what you See, I see you smiling. You knew. The slide. It is. It might be one of the most graceful things anyone has ever seen in sports. How did you start doing that? How did you perfect that? And do you know how cool it is? Well, I've been told many a times in the last you know few weeks about it, so I guess uh, I have to assume it's cool. But um, you know, I, I feel like when I was a kid, I learned the pop-up slide, and um, I don't know, it's something I learned at a young age, and it's kind of how I've always slid. Is you know, you slide in, you pop up, and you stay on the base, and um, you know, I guess you can kind of use that different ways. And as you get older, you you kind of can tweak it here or there if you need to um, slide later and use it or slide early. Um, you know, I think it's kind of evolved over the years, but for the most part, I've been doing it for a long time. And, you know, at home plate, you got a little bit extra area. You don't necessarily have to stay on the base. So uh, I get going as fast as I can and try to try to get to home plate as quick as I can and avoid those tags. So uh, just product of the play and, um, I don't know, it is what it is. <laughs> uh, uh, you know what it is? is one of the best things people have seen in a really long time. Hey, I, I appreciate you taking some time today. I know you guys got to get ready to go. But thanks for the time. Welcome to L.A. And trust me, everybody loves that you're here. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And go Dodgers. All right, that was my uh, chat with Trey Turner. That'll be on Going Rogan this weekend. Doesn't Good he sound stuff. like a nice guy?
Good stuff. Yeah, it, it is what you what you appear to see, right? He is that guy. It seems like a very nice guy, uh, down to earth. Loves playing base. Loves the game of baseball, which you know you love to see, especially nowadays. You wonder some how many people really just genuinely love to play baseball, but yeah, uh, and just talking about uh, which is the difference. Which we we know this to be true, and sometimes we're spoiled. But when you go to another place and play, and then understand the enormity of that organization versus where you came from, um, to see that he appreciates that and recognizes that—that's that's pretty cool. You know, it's a story Kurt Rampus used to tell. Kurt Rampus, obviously, now in the Laker front office, but played for the Lakers, as you well know, for many, many years. Then he ended up in Charlotte. And he would tell the story of how when the Lakers would arrive in town, you know, there would be people lined up outside the hotel in barricades just so they could get off the bus and walk in. And when he played for Charlotte and the Hornets arrived in town, uh, there was nobody, anybody, nobody waiting for him. Nobody knew they were there. Nobody even knew they were a team. And when you grow up in L.A. or you've lived here for a long period of time, you don't appreciate what it's like elsewhere because this is all we know. That's 100% right. I, I, same thing with me in Detroit. I was in Detroit for five years. Nobody showed up, you know, at the at the hotel. But we go to Dallas, it's a, it's a scene. It's like, again, like you said, barricades and people and autograph hounds and women and whoever else is there. Just all at the hotel waiting for you. And then when you're leaving, getting ready to go to the game, the bus is filled with people lined up outside the, you know, when you're when you're leaving on the bus. Um, so the Cowboys were like that. And same with the Raiders where we traveled. It was like Raider mania. When we landed and went to the hotel, people everywhere. Detroit, not so much. Charlotte, uh, Panthers, not so much. All right. Detroit, what was it really like? The bus pulls up. You get off the bus. What do you see? Uh, you see the old man that, that, that drove his beat up Chevy <laughs> from Detroit to wherever we were playing him and his son <laughs> standing outside the hotel room with a 1965 Lim Barney Jersey on saying, let's go lions. Let's go baby. <laughs> so sad. You actually knew him by name. Yes. Hey, Bill. <laughs> there he is. It's Bill. Bill. Bill showed up just on time. Sometimes Bill would arrive just as the bus did at the hotel. Okay, I'm not telling you how long to stay in the bathroom. It's not my business. Sometimes longer than other. Really, when it gets to a point of absurdity, it must be pointed out. Game, they're on the radio with you. You're listening to Rogan and Rodney on AM570 LA Sports. Oh, yeah. When they play this song, Freddie, you got to let it whip. You know what I'm saying? You got to let it whip. Let it whip, Rodney. Yeah, whip it good, Fred. Whip it good. <laughs> That's right. Rodney Pete, Fred Rogan on a throwback Thursday. Whip it good. Okay, by the way, Giants and Brewers are now tied at one. Yes. And San Francisco is going to hit in the bottom of the fifth. So, this story at the U.S. Open. You know, Vic follows the U.S. Open tennis. We really haven't kept much of an eye on it. But, uh, Kevin, how do you say this guy's name? The guy that keeps going to the bathroom and won't come out? Oh, Tsitsipas? Yeah, Tsitsipas. The, the great C-C-P. tennis player? Tsitsipas? Yes. Yeah. C-P-P. I've heard, I've heard not, not TPP. <laughs> I've heard Tsitsipas and Tsitsipas. I've heard it both ways. Whichever whichever way is the easiest for you to say. Yeah. That's probably the most accurate way to put it there, Rodney. Yes. So, you know, during tennis, if you have to go to the bathroom, you kind of, you know, raise your hand and you go. 
Now, also, I guess during tennis, you can change clothes during the match. Well, Tsitsipas keeps going to the bathroom, and he's in there for a long period of time. It's not like he's making a quick run in and coming right back out, and people are starting to get pretty upset about this now. Happened in his first match, happened in his second match. People are booing him when he comes on the court, and he said, why are you booing me? I'm just playing by the letter of the law. I'm following the rules. If it says I can go to the bathroom, I'm going. Nobody said when I have to come back. Rodney, I think now it's getting to a point because of this guy. They, they've got to do something. you got to put like a clock on it or something. Yeah, I, you know, and um, who's the guy he was playing against this recently? Mana something, I think it was. First, in the first one? Yeah, no, not the, the first, first one. The first one was Andy Murray. The, the latest yeah. one, the latest one. But but he said it right because he said that it's it's not necessarily him, you know, he's taking advantage of it, but it's the rule. It's the rule that doesn't put a time clock on it that allows him to take advantage of being in there as long as he wants. I think he takes a shower and changes clothes and reads the paper for a minute before he comes back out. But you you got to fault the, the people running the tournament and the rules committee because there should be you got three minutes or you got two minutes to, for a break. And then if you're not, then we're taking a point away or whatever they do. That has to be changed, be changed because he clearly is taking full advantage of these breaks. I mean, when, in a team sport, when you're playing, occasionally guys have to go to the bathroom. Fair? Yes. Okay. Do they take all the time they want or do they get done and get back out there? No, you're running. You're sprinting in if you have to go in and, and do it. And sometimes you do it right there on the sideline. No, you don't. Yes, you do. Well, how do you do that? Yes, you do. If you see, if you happen to watch a game and you see like four or five guys circle around in a circle and there's a guy in the middle, that's what the guy's doing. <laughs> he's going in a cup or he's going in a, a trick I learned halfway through my career. You go in a towel, Fred. Oh, Jesus. And then you throw the towel away like Rob Parker. Right. Really, and that's why nobody better ever touch Rob's clothes when he leaves them in those hotels. <laughs> you know, some guys can't even hold it to the sideline, right, Rodney? I mean, oh, there's yeah. a reason why they call Mark Schlereth stink. Yes. Yeah. Some guys can't hold it. I've, I've witnessed that several times. Where really? Guys, you know, had a bad morning pregame meal. Yeah. And can't hold it out there on the field. Yeah. And oh. literally, as they say, you know, as a slang, he blank himself. They literally did themselves. Or have the, you know what, knocked out of you. <laughs> that actually true. happened. That will happen. And when this occurs, thank yeah. you for taking us inside the huddle. Yeah. Yes. Uh, when this occurs, <laughs> is it oh. everybody knows? Oh, yeah. After one guy from Minnesota one year, when we playing him, I was in Detroit. Yeah, we, we knew, everybody knew it. The receiver came back. Our receiver, Willie Green, came back, said, I think he just blank himself. He's hurting. Like he was like bent in between plays, he was bent over. He was holding his stomach, and I don't know why they didn't get him get him out of the game. But yeah, he came back. He's 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 stinking, and and, and he's just so so we we got four straight plays at him. I was right say at right him, right at him. Boom 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 touchdown. It was and they got him out of the game. But it was like we're going right at you. He could barely backpedal, Fred. Well, when when that happens, though, doesn't the player leave the game on his own if something like that occurs? No, he was trying to work through it. He should have. He should have. That is you know. not only disturbing but disgusting. 
that that actually happened. You don't want to hurt the yeah. team. Like, the reason why Schlereth said he played through it is like, you're an offensive lineman. You're going through this long series. I can't. Yeah. I literally cannot leave the game and am yeah. not going to leave the game. So Yeah, you grind it out. Right. All right, but does that I work? See the old sloppy offensive lineman, defensive oh, yeah. lineman. Yeah, you go. They go. They don't care. Yeah, but does that work to their betterment? Because now guys don't want to be around them. Maybe somebody's not going to rush them now. Maybe it works. Yeah. Maybe it works as an effective blocking technique. And what no. is it? I'm sure that'll work. I'm no. sure the defensive end will no. say, "Sorry, Ooh, coach. You he I'm stank. not going to come near you. I'm not doing it. He stank. <laughs> no, Sorry. I'm not doing it. And then what would happen yeah. in the huddle on each play when he goes oh, into the, the huddle? huddle. Now, your your teammates are the ones that let you have it. Your teammates is God, bro, my God. In the what huddle? What are you doing? You got to step back. Two steps back, man. Can we go, can we go no huddle? <laughs> well, after that, we do need cleansing. And we're yes, going to have that do. cleansing. Yeah. Uh, Vic will join us next. First, Dan Patrick. Then, Colin Cowherd. Is there anything negative about being this dominant? I'd say no. LA's most listened to morning sports talk is AM570 LA Sports.